Well, good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is the 3rd of August. And my title today is, Are We All in the Olympics of Life? One of the metaphors that Paul likes to use relative to the Christian life is athletics. And what a better time to think about the Olympics than right now. I don't know if you're watching them. Seems a bit confusing to me since it's on the other side of the world. And personally, I don't think NBC is doing a great job televising the events, at least the ones I want to see. It would appear to me that tennis, table tennis, badminton, and beach volleyball are what we all want to see the most of. At least the first three in table tennis, tennis, and badminton, they're wearing clothes and not playing in their underwear. But I digress. Our modern-day Olympics follow the tradition of the Greek games. However, when Paul wrote to the Corinthians, he would have been referring to the Isthmian Games held in Corinth every two years. They were held in the honor of Poseidon, whom we know as Neptune, the god of the sea. A Roman historian during the reign of Nero actually wrote about Nero's participation in the games. He fancied himself a poet and a singer, and he wanted singing and poetry to be a competition, but it would be one in which only he would participate. Suthonius, a historian back in that day, wrote that Nero's singing was so bad and his voice was, quote, feeble and husky. Nobody could leave the arena when Nero was singing or quoting poetry. And whenever he finished, they would have to applaud wildly. The joke was, because no one could leave the arena while he was doing his thing, the joke was that while he was singing, people would pretend to be dead so that they would be carried out of the stadium. But I digress again. So Paul talks about the Christian life as a running contest. Do you not know, quoting 1 Corinthians 9, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Yes, Paul, I think we all knew that. Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, Paul says, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave. For Paul, living the Christian life, uh, he thinks should be like competing in a race. Every runner runs with the goal of winning, and they would receive a wreath made out of celery leaves, but our race has far greater and eternal rewards. Therefore, he urges us to exercise self-control in all things. 
only if that would be easy. But we all know it's not easy to exercise self-control in all things. However, for us, the reward we should be working to receive is not perishable salary leaves, but imperishable rewards. What we can accomplish during our Christian life will result in rewards that are going to be eternal. And so Paul uses that as a motivation. And the determining factor seems to be what Paul says is self-control. Unfortunately, for us who have become addicted to porn, we get to the place where we have little, if any, self-control. Instead, we become self-destructive. It's like the brake pads in our brains have become worn out and we no longer can stop the sexual thoughts with which we are being tempted. And there is a link in my email where you can read more about the brain's breaks suppress unwanted thoughts. It's an article in Scientific America. Anyway, one thing we all need to stress is that if we have destroyed our brain breaks and have lost the ability to stop these unwanted sexual urges, well, we need a, we need a break job. If our brakes are shot, this is an area where we can experience the Holy Spirit enabling us to break this deadly habit. After all, one of his fruit is the fruit of self-control. And Paul's telling us that just as an athlete can exercise self-control and needs to in all things, so can we. Or let me say it this way, so must we. However, I do not want you to get discouraged so that you're thinking you must change instantly or all is lost. However, developing self-control is done by my making small changes and learning to be consistent in doing them daily. For years, I cried out to God for the instant fix, complete deliverance. I would say a sincere prayer on my knees and pleading with him, hoping to get something from him I had not received before. But I call that now the zap trap, thinking that recovery will just result from God zapping me and then I'll be free. Well, let me ask you, if you've done that and he has not done the zap, well, where does that leave us? Now, here's the lesson I've learned over the last 15 years and 10 months of my own recovery. Freedom comes gradually and is normally the result of small daily efforts. I now believe correctly that God himself wants a deep and strong relationship with us. And how do I know that? Because he's living inside of our bodies by the presence of the Holy Spirit. He sealed us with the Spirit, and the purpose of that reality is for us to learn how to experience the transformation done by the Holy Spirit. We are even promised that God is going to finish this work of transforming us, and then we will be completely transformed forever in heaven. Paul himself 
was absolutely sure of this when he wrote this, quote, I am confident, notice that, I am confident, I am sure beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know this one thing for certain, however you want to say it, he was confident, he was confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. So see, he's going to finish this work. And as for us, to begin to experience that work of the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in renewing our brain breaks and bearing his fruit of self-control in our lives, we, we need to get serious about our own recovery. Stop playing games and running hot and cold in this area. Stop beating the air and running without a purpose. Begin to discipline your body and make it your slave. Now, there's a resource that I've written to help you, and that's my short ebook called Transform by the Spirit. It's only $2.99 on my Amazon author page, and uh, you will need to download a free Kindle app and then download the book. And, you know, if you can't afford the $2.99, just ask me and I'll send you the PDF file for free. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I hope the Holy Spirit is doing a work of transformation in your life today and every day going forward. God bless you. Take care and goodbye.